Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here on the Friday morning just to talk a little bit of a team update and teams in and out. Um, since we last talked, uh, we only had the Richmond and Carlton game, and now that we've got the full teams for the weekend, thought I'd quickly discuss that um, just for your last-minute changes. Uh, so far for me, I've had Maxi Gorn leave my side. Uh, the great news that Tickle has been named, so he has come into my ruck spot with Darcy Cameron sitting on the bench because of his bye. Jeremy Cameron, as I spoke about earlier, I was very keen about getting him in with his run home, so he's there and he's got the VC on him. I'm really hoping he tells West Coast a new one. And then the safety of Laird on the Sunday against um, Gold Coast. Um, so Took or Laird seems to be most people's backup plan this week. Um, if not McRae as that captain option. So he's sitting very much in there. And the other one I did was Perez went out for Clark last night. Um, conditions weren't great at the G. It was uh, wet all night. But yeah, I thought he still did pretty well for a 46, I think it was in the end. Um, he only scored one point in the last quarter, but he was handy around that second and third. So I've seen enough from that first game that, you know, he, he's definitely shown some uh, good small forward craft um, to continue to hold his spot. Uh, Morris Rioli was a little bit of a bonus with Bolter going off, um, so I got the emergency on him, but just the 25, I was kind of, you know, not that you want players to get injured, but kind of hoping to get on a little bit early, but he was quite electric in that last 15 minutes, so it might help those who only had 17, and that 25, not great, it's still better than a zero, and could be the difference between some matchups this week. Um, yeah, so we know Richmond Carlton, the Mighty Tigers getting over the Blues last night in what was a bit of a scrappy, wet game, but... Um, yeah, be interesting to see how that um, shapes the finals going forward. And that um, makes round 15 really interesting because I think all top eight teams now play each other. Um, so that's just a massive round coming up next week. All right, the Saints and the Bombers. Uh, Clark Billings, uh, Wangarine, Marilera and Burns back. Um, the big probably thought there is Clark and how does that... Um, change Sinclair I don't think it changes that much this week Clark first game back but the news that Jack Steele might only be one more week away um, break even of I think it's 160 off the top of my head um, so definitely wouldn't be somebody you'd be getting in straight away in a perfect world you'd you'd rather him to drop but we're in that kind of weird position now where most of our midfielders are finished and it's kind of a luxury trade or like possibly an M9 to bring in if we were to go out and get um, Jack Steele. Uh, so that'll be kind of interesting because he's still 590. So he's 192 break even. So you're hoping that he comes back two slow rounds, drops to about 550. Um, and how that affects sort of Sinclair going forward now that they're all back. Sinclair was still scoring pretty well um, early on. So it has definitely changed a couple of people's mindsets. I know I was talking to when they were going, well, maybe I try to get Sinclair as that, well, as my you know, on-field midfielder and then push Petrarca as a bench option. Um, I know a few people have talked to me about that with the Jong players with Guthrie. Uh, definitely something I've thought about is bringing Guthrie this week and Petrarca then becomes a loophole. But I kind of prefer that sort of Bont player loophole in between the two like Bont actually on field but then you have like a Butters or someone like that who can loophole between two positions um, so that's an interesting one um, and then the outs for the Saints McKenzie, Linnett, uh, Wink Hanger who some people might have Wood and Mitchie Owens unfortunately with that injury so that's mucked around a few teams hoping for that full time uh, full team but hopefully those had Rioli on field last night at least getting 25 
And for the Bombers, we've got McGraham and D'Ambrosio um, in. He has been carving it for Richmond in the VFL. Carved it for the Bombers last week. 102k defender. Unfortunately, I brought Charlie Dean in last week because I was sort of backing him to start playing soon. Um, if I'd done my trades earlier and kind of knew that he was a, more of a chance, um, I would have brought him in. I was just sort of a bit worried about his shoulder injury. But yeah, if you've got a defender spot or somebody you can downgrade, definitely go out and get this kid um, and stick him in there at D8. And hopefully that makes you some cash and gives you an, another on-field rookie for this week. And out Waterman Parrish, unfortunately, with that calf injury. I've already seen a few people swapping Parrish to Mills or looking at going down, a couple, I think, may have gone keys. Guthrie was in the conversation, but, yeah, Mills seems to be the more obvious one. And uh, Tommy Cutler, which will keep the Bombers supporters happy, seems to be the whipping boy down there. And Zachy Reid uh, <coughs> for the Port and the Swannies. In is Tickle straight into the ruck. So um, those who have Sam Hayes down to Tickle, that nets you a couple hundred thousand dollars, which is obviously really good for upgrades. And gives you some points on field this week. So um, I'd already done that a couple of weeks ago to do an upgrade. Thinking that Tickle will come in. And the um, Hinkley has looked after us. The anti-Bev. Uh, so we've got Mead and Georgiades. Out is Grey, Motlop, Boak. Unfortunately with the old COVID protocol. And Dumont. And for the Swannies in Cunningham and the Budman. And out is uh, Ronke, Amati and Fox. Not a lot else to report about that game. Um, that's going to affect too many people. The big one, West Coast and Geelong. Uh, so the, for the Eagles, they've got Insheed, Yode, Petrotrelli, uh, Jones, McGovern, Bazio, and Rioli. Um, Reek Bazio's a 117k mid forward. Um, I should double check that before I actually spill that information, but I'm pretty sure that's that's where he's at. And we've got. Um, you know, as I said last week, yeah, defender forward actually, sorry, defender forward. So I guess if those people are keeping McCartan, that may be a possible something to look at. Um, but the outs are huge. Out dropped Witherden, out dropped Clark. And then we've got Edwards, Win uh, Winder, Nelson, Foley, Nash, and Petrisky, Seaton. Uh, so for those who had Witherden in at 600k or around that mark, um, and, and kind of was debating, I know, talking to my wife, I think she got him in instead of Stuart because she was 10k k short at the time. Um, so that's sort of brutal because he's dropped a lot of cash and now getting dropped even though, yeah, it's actually, it just, Simpson must not like his work ethic or there must be something there because you'd think he'd be best 22 in this West Coast lineup, but here we are. And then Clark, well, that becomes an easy trade out that for those people who still have him, um, unfortunately being dropped, like they're both on the emergency list, on oh, emergency this week, I expect Witherden to probably get the sub over Clark, but then still, you're know, hoping for somebody to get injured for them to get those points, and for the Cats, Parfit, Rowan and Narkula out for uh, uh, Kolejazian and Menegola, um, the big ones there, well it's not really big, but it's the on-field here, because West Coast, especially Witherden, who's always a chance to take points, but we think Geelong should carve them up, want the percentage, um, you know, they've got a real opportunity here to push for top spot. So Stewart is playing in the back line. You expect him to pick up some points. You've got Cameron and Hawkins up forward. Um, the, the midfield of Guthrie, Dunk, Duncan is named on the wing. So I know a few people had asked about that and thoughts about getting Mitch Duncan in at his price. It's not a bad one. Um, like Menegola has gone straight back into the guts. 
so that's just a bit of a smoky for those drafts that um, for whatever reason people haven't picked him up so yeah definitely I wouldn't mind some Geelong players on there we've talked about their run West Coast twice North Melbourne uh, the doggies down at home so they've got some very winnable games uh, I think the Suns are in there as well, but that's a way, so it might be a tougher game, but still, um, you'd think Geelong, if they get on, get on a roll, uh, they should be able to score some points. Richmond like to leak points, even though we you know, can win games, but we don't usually get a huge amount of the Supercoach pie, and they've got us next week at the G. So yes, in a perfect world, I'm trying to work out, do I bring in a Geelong player? I've got a, some cash there. Um, I'm tempted to hold Roses, depending on when we get to that discussion. Um, if that's the way I want to go, but um, in a perfect world, I'd love to get Rosas one more game, get Bont the following week, and, and that would probably settle my side more, and probably does strengthen my side more than bringing a Guthrie in. I could go a Duncan this week, and then it gives me more options going forward with more cash, but um, I can go a McDonald's straight up to a Duncan, where and then just keep hoping Rosas keeps playing, makes cash, Weir makes cash, and then downgrade Weir in two weeks and chuck it on Rosas and get something. So there is some food for thought there for myself, and I know a few others are in that um, position. Giants doggies, back is Braden Pruce, Nick Haynes, and Ryan Angwin are in, out Perryman, Stein, DeBoer is actually out injured, Sproul um, is omitted, and in is Ugle Hagen, Johannesson, it might be a sneaky one there on drafts, so I know he's there on a lot of waivers, and Shaki out, Bailey Smith, uh, Buku, uh, Lucky Neal, and Mitch Wallace. Now the big ones here are how they've named now. Just because they've named it doesn't mean this is how it's going to set up for the game day. But Cornelio is named up in the forward line with Ash in the midfield. Ash did do that tagging job a few weeks ago. So it says to me the Giants are planning to tag. And does Ash run with McRae, Dunkley or Trelaw? Uh, so I would not be surprised with that at all. I still think Cornelio, a bit like Walsh, was starting off the half forward line some weeks, uh, especially against, uh, was it against the Pies and even the, against the Bombers, push up into that midfield. So I still think Cornelio should be fine there and will get plenty of rotations. The bigger one is Sam Taylor and Lockie Keefe are named in the back line with, at the moment, um, the person who's in, Nicky Haynes, yes, in as well. So he's named on, their, on the bench. So that's kind of their three-tall setup. Himmelberg has been named at centre-half forward with Keith taking him at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see who Gardner goes to and who Keith goes to, but Himmelberg down forward. And they've also got uh, Phil Davis playing in the seconds this week. So that a Himmelberg exper experiment up back, down back, and McVeigh kind of alluded to that this week. Looks like it's over, even though it looked like it was working really well for them, and he was just having a field day and taking kickouts and you name it. Um, could be playing forward this week, and I think that puts me as a no for getting him in. Um, I still think he could still go decent as a forward, but the difference between just sitting back, taking intercept marks, taking half the kickouts, uh, doing what he pleases in the back line, compared to Himmelberg playing on someone, needing to kick three or four goals to actually get some points, have no confidence with that at all. So that has thrown out plenty of trade plans, and I've seen a lot of people who were going to get Himmelberg do the reverse trade, Timmy English versus Proust and the Rucks, interesting. Flynn's still in the side as well, so that may... How does that work with Himmelberg? But does Flynn, is this his last week before he gets dropped, or does Proust go back out? One of the two, um, probably more likely Flynn at the moment, um, than if he was to go out. And that means Himmelberg just continues to play forward, so that's a that's a 
frustrating one. Those who have kept Proust, that's fine, because he'll play Ruck. Just don't expect maybe the scoring to be as high as it was if Flynn gets him a chop out. Um, Timmy English is an obvious replacement for Gorn. Um, yeah, so there's there's a few things happening there in this game, which is really interesting, and it's going to be a bit of a, it's a must-watch game anyway, because they've got a pretty good rivalry, even though they're not top eight both sides this year. Um, just to kind of see from a super coach point of view how that um, pans out. We've got the last game on the Sunday, the Suns versus the Crows. The Crows have named Himmelberg, Butts and Rochelle. No one out at the moment, extended squads. And for the Suns, out is Sharp and Weller. In is Elijah Hollins, Bowles, Casbolt, Flanders and Lemons. The extended bench is what's interesting for the um, Suns in particular. Their extended bench is Davies, Swallow, Markov, Roses, Hollins, Flanders, Day and Bowes. I'd expect Davies... Um, swallow bows to all keep their spots so then it becomes roses versus those other guys i've heard no information about holland's making his debut so i'd expect him not to be the sub will not be part of that um, we have Chol and casbolt in that forward line i don't think sam day makes the cut so now we're just talking about flanders roses and markov i probably think roses plays markov is the sub um, is what i'd expect to happen but that's kind of why I'm holding off right now, um, because if Roses doesn't get named, then I probably do trade Roses um, to, to one of those other options from the Cats that I was talking about. If Roses is named, I probably hold Fat, or I consider going McDonald to Duncan, but I probably do just hold and go Roses to Bont next week. Bont break even of 132, Roses to break even of 1. I expect Roses naturally to go up, Bont could go down. And that becomes an easy trade for me next week. Uh, yeah, so they're the main questions and that the people are having. And then just what to do with Himmelberg, if that's the way you've um, decided to go. Uh, so at time of recording here, which is Friday morning, we've got uh, Himmelberg is being traded in by 7,000 teams. So some people are still going to go in, but it was I think it was actually higher before that. English is now up to uh, 14,000 for the week. So a lot of people getting back on Timmy English, which is something I would have not minded doing. He's got a good break even in like 112, which is... You know, you'd prefer it to be lower, but that is manageable for him. Like, he's the sort of guy who probably could come out and just screw a 90 this week, but if he goes 150, like, yeah, it just absolutely kills you. Uh, Bont's the third highest trade person in. Um, D'Ambrose, and then Durden, which is a real shame, because Durden scored really well last night, and then he went off with an injury and got subbed. So, unfortunately, it's a one-week wonder for those people who brought him in, which is very frustrating, because he was scoring quite well. So, you can, yeah, that that's one that's probably not going to affect you because this becomes your D, D8 loophole option. Um, but Himmelberg, yeah, if you've got the money to go up to Bont or English, fantastic. If not, uh, I'm pretty sure I was talking to the third-ranked team the other day, and he was talking about, yeah, not Himmelberg now, I'll go Tex Walker. Um, so a couple of people are actually going down that route. We talked about the Crows draw the other day. It's really appealing, but there's obviously a huge risk in that. Tex can very easily pump out a 50 or a 60, but he is averaging 100 at the moment because he has the ability to go 150 against the lower teams, and they still have the Crows. Uh, the Crows still have West Coast, North Melbourne coming up. Um, so, yeah, there's points there to be had for the Crows. Um, and, yeah, still Petrarca is up there, the most traded. Like, Morris Rioli, it's a shame for those tr traded in, but obviously only scored a 25. 
but still was a warm body and probably means that he's a, with, uh, a chance of getting um, back in the squad next week because he did look good in the time he played. McDonald, Petrarca, Will Brody. Um, we talked about that. Some are going the big move, going, well, maybe five's back now. 550K, 565K, can I turn that into English? Um, I'm kind of surprised that um, actually, no, it would be because that's just the most traded out in my team. So I was going to say not to have Gorn up there, but Gorn would be um, obviously the number one traded out player this week. So, and we talked about that the other day. Timmy English is the obvious one, unless you want to put Darcy Cameron and say Teak or what I'm kind of doing it now. I'm going to back that in and then load up my forward line and my um, M9F7. So, yeah, so there's a few options there on that. Um, so, yeah. To just summarise there, Himmelberg to either a Cameron, a Walker, Duncan, or if you can, if you've got the cash, or you can want to make the couple trades, get Bont or Timmy English now, um, unless you want to back him in and hope that McVeigh puts him down the back line, or hope he absolutely destroys it up forward. Still going to make cash, even if he scores eighty, he still goes up sixty-five k this week. It's just the more the case of. You know, down the back line, he had the ability to score 120, and that could have really set you up for the next couple of weeks, couple of 120s. You know, he would have gone up 140, 150K then, and um, and then you're laughing because even then, if he moved forward, um, you would able to size-swap him too, like a Jack Steele. Um, so that's that's just the unfortunate situation there. But yeah, hopefully everyone went kind of last night. Actually, I did have a question. Doogie was talking to me about Jaden Short, about his role in the midfield, and that was interesting to watch. With Vlosten, Broad, Baker, um, they just kind of know, don't need him down there because the Richmond do need more uh, midfield power. Um, short last night, he had 25 touches, 24 kicks is what we want to see, and the Dream Team was 101. The problem was, in some of the cases, he just got the ball, won it from a clearance, and then just hacked it forward. Um, there was a couple of times where he had just Juddy Clark um, alone in the forward line and tried to do the uh, difficult kick to Tommy Lynch. Um, which unfortunately then resulted in turnovers as well. So, yeah, the the role, he's getting the ball, but it's not great at the moment because he's not he's sort of using the composure that he would off half-back. So that will be an interesting one who have luxury trades up their sleeves over the next few weeks to go, do I move short on to somebody else who's scoring more consistent, be it a Dawson, be it even up if you don't have like one of the big dogs in Sicily or Cripps or not Cripps, Crisp, or um, Stewart or somebody like that. So, yeah, definitely a bit of food for thought there. Um, yeah, I still think he's around the midfield. He should still be around that 90, 95, even better on some days. But, yeah, he seems to be hacking that ball out of clearances, which is not good for Supercoach scoring and something we will continue to chat going forward. But outside of that, enjoy your weekend. Uh, hopefully everybody goes well on the Supercoach, and we'll talk soon. Bye.